1: That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500
2: This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and your tushies do too. No matter what kind of butt you've got, you'll feel comfy while your baby's mushy little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Get your baby butt in the best-fitting diaper. Huggies Little Movers. We got you, baby.
3: The CBS Evening News coming up next.
0: Today's CBS Evening News Podcast is sponsored by Oral B Electric Toothbrushes. Oral B's dentist-inspired brush head is designed to surround each tooth for a better clean than a manual brush. For a limited time only, use code CBS News10 to receive 10% off your purchase at OralB.com.
4: Tonight, the Christmas crush. Travelers fill the highways and airports. Dense fog caused all flights to be grounded at one of the country's biggest airports. Shoppers pack the stores, but the season's far from over as two-thirds of Americans plan to shop after Christmas. Reunited, new pictures of a baby girl who was kidnapped and now back with her father as friends and relatives mourn her mother who was murdered. We appreciate all the love, that everybody's showing. Lashing out. With the impeachment at a standstill in Congress, the president takes aim at House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. She hates all of the people that voted for me and the Republican Party. Plus, his message for North Korea over a possible missile launch. Reaching out. Why a reliably Republican state is defying President Trump by putting out the welcome mat for refugees.
5: This is not about red or blue. This is about from the heart.
4: Now you see them, Prince Harry, Meghan and Archie in their new Christmas card, but they're missing from a prominent royal event. And neighbor helping neighbor after a devastating fire, how a community saved the holiday for a Christmas tree farmer.
6: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital.
4: Good evening, everyone. Nora is off tonight. I'm Major Garrett. As we come on the air, it's already Christmas in many parts of the world. Thousands have gathered in Bethlehem's manger square in the West Bank, revered by Christians as the birthplace of Jesus. At the Vatican, Pope Francis celebrated Christmas Eve Mass at St. Peter's Basilica. His message? God loves everyone, quote, even the worst of us. Here at home, shoppers filled the stores, and by one estimate, 74 million Americans waited until the last day to buy at least some of their Christmas presents. Christmas Eve travel came to a halt in Chicago today when fog shut down both city airports. Mololenghi has been following the holiday getaway and leads us off tonight. At airports across the country this morning, there was the
3: final push to make it to holiday destinations. By the afternoon, most airport traffic had eased. Same for the nation's roads and railways.
2: Foot traffic's been pretty slow. Train was easy on time, no problem.
3: But Christmas Eve has not been without a few unwelcome surprises. Uh, you can see the line is super long. I guess it's due to fog this morning. A blanket of fog shut down all flights in and out of O'Hare and Midway airports for about two hours. My grandmother's 90th birthday party is actually on Christmas Day, and I got an email about 3 o'clock this morning explaining that all the flights have been canceled. But you can't disappoint grandma, leading to plenty of frustration all around. From Philadelphia International Airport.
7: I was like, is this a joke? Uh, Like, am I going to make my flight?
3: To Minneapolis-St. Paul International.
8: We had to come here um, almost three hours early just to get through the TSA
3: to Los Angeles International, where a massive traffic log jam outside led to high anxiety inside.
8: It was kind of a nightmare because I was like kind of nervous.
7: Maybe I was like going to miss my flight, but then luckily my flight got delayed.
3: How bad does it have to be when you're grateful for a delay? Well, tis the season. While most travelers are likely already at their holiday destinations, as you can see, there's still a lot of people on the move. Here, people making their way from New Jersey into Manhattan. But look out, it's the days after Christmas, Thursday and Friday, that are expected to be the busiest travel days, and they will collide with some inclement weather major, not just on the west coast,
4: but also out east. Molenghi at the traffic-clogged mouth of the Holland Tunnel. As for Christmas, a storm will move through the southwest tonight. And tomorrow, more than a foot of snow will fall in the mountains. That's great for the ski resorts. Phoenix, however, will see heavy rainfall. For much of the nation, it will be a warm, not a white Christmas. 66 degrees in Wichita, 53 in Chicago, 71 in Nashville. And if you were looking for crowds today, all you had to do was go shopping. Adriana Diaz is in Chicago tonight. Adriana, we mentioned those 74 million Americans who are still buying at least some of their gifts on Christmas Eve. At this point, other than gum and maybe gift cards, what are their options?
7: (laughs) Major, at this point, not. Many. Now, most stores, as you can imagine, are closing early and will remain closed tomorrow, but not all is lost. CVS and Walgreens will be open tomorrow for at least part of the day, if you're in a pinch. But if you're willing to wait, you can join the roughly two-thirds of holiday shoppers who will be hitting stores during the week after Christmas. And that's also in time for the last days of Hanukkah. Now, roughly half of those people will be hunting for deals, whereas more than a quarter of them will be, not surprisingly, using gift cards. Now, all of those shoppers will be adding to what's already been a record-breaking shopping season. This past Saturday, nearly half of the US population, nearly half, went out and bought something, making it the busiest shopping day in US history. And of course, more gifts means more gifts to be discreetly returned. Now, get this. About 77% of consumers expect to return at least some of their gifts. I don't know who would possibly do that, and that's 26% more than last Christmas. So, tis the season for giving and also returning. Major. Adriana
4: Diaz. Adriana Diaz with the vital shopping statistics. Thanks so much. In a related story, President Trump admitted today he still has some, some shopping to do. More on that in a moment. But the president spent this Christmas Eve speaking with U.S. troops and firing away at a political rival. Chip Reed is with the president in Florida. Merry Christmas. Fantastic job.
2: President Trump sent Christmas greetings to service members stationed around the globe today, then took some questions from the press. He bitterly criticized House Speaker Nancy Pelosi for leading the charge on his impeachment.
0: She's doing a tremendous disservice to the country. She's not doing a good job.
2: Pelosi has refused Uh, to send the articles of impeachment to the Senate until she's convinced the Senate trial will be fair. But the president said that's not up to her. It's up to Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell.
3: He has the right to do whatever he wants. He's the head of the Senate.
2: The president was also asked about North Korean leader Kim Jong-un's promise of a Christmas gift. intelligence sources fear could mean a test of an intercontinental ballistic missile. That would be a major setback in the president's campaign to convince Kim to denuclearize. This satellite image from last week shows a new structure at a factory where North Korea is believed to be manufacturing mobile launchers for long-range missiles.
4: We'll find out what the surprise is, and we'll deal with it very successfully, and let's see what happens. Uh, everybody's
0: got surprises for me.
2: In an apparent joke, the president said maybe Kim really will give him a gift.
0: Maybe it's a present where he sends me a beautiful
2: vase. One of the service members asked the president what he got First Lady Melania Trump for Christmas. He said he got her a beautiful card. He then added that he needs
4: to start working on a gift real fast. Major... Chip Reed, thanks so very much. Tonight, an infant girl is back with her father in Texas after being kidnapped along with her mother, who was found murdered. The mother's friend is under arrest in this case. Maria Virial reports the baby's return is a moment of comfort for a family in pain.
8: These newly released photos say it all, along with three simple words. Finally, such joy. Baby Margot returned to her father the same night that dozens gathered to mourn the death of her mother, Heidi Broussard. She was beautiful. She was kind. She had hope for people that no one else would have. Broussard's body was found on Thursday, a week after she disappeared, in the trunk of a car outside a Houston home. She'd been strangled. Inside, police found Megan Fieramuska, a longtime friend of Broussard, and three-week-old Margot. Megan Fieramuska? Fiera Musca was arrested, charged with kidnapping and tampering with a corpse. Authorities say Fiera Musca had acted like she was expecting a child at the same time as Roussard as a part of a plot to kidnap the infant. Grace. News of the reunion came at last night's vigil from Margot's grandfather, Ty Carey.
9: Light is shining through. It's just,
8: that's such a blessing. The support of a community easing some of the pain.
9: We appreciate all the love that everybody's showing and uh, turned out to be a terrible thing, you know, that nobody saw coming.
8: Heidi Broussard's funeral will be held in Louisiana where she grew up. So far, Fiera Musca has not been charged with murder, but investigators say more charges could be coming. Major.
4: Maria, thank you. State and city governments face a Christmas deadline to inform the federal government if they'll accept new refugees. President Trump has reduced the number of refugees who can legally enter the country next year to 18,000, down from 85,000 in 2016. It's a sensitive political issue. But we visited a state where Republicans and Democrats are putting out the welcome mat.
1: Hello, how are you?
4: Kiki Sharma was born in a refugee camp in Nepal after her parents fled religious war in Bhutan more than 25 years ago.
1: It's an amazing journey that I've lived.
4: They resettled in Utah and about two years ago, with help from the International Rescue Committee, opened Bhutan House, a restaurant serving cuisine from Nepal, India and Bhutan.
10: The dream came true here for us.
4: But that dream may be available to fewer and fewer. An executive action issued by President Trump gives state and local governments power to refuse refugees.
0: No other president would be doing that.
4: But not in Utah, where the state's Republican governor sent the president a letter asking for more refugees.
5: I think our president would like for it to be partisan, but it just is not.
4: Jackie Beskoopsky is the Democratic mayor of Salt Lake City.
5: When we see that there is a need for other refugees around the world, to have a safe place to land. We want to be that place.
4: Michelle Kafusi is the mayor of heavily Republican Provo.
5: They are some of the most hardworking, dedicated people you'll ever meet. And that's what I would hope that President Trump would see.
4: The mayors also hope the president would see people like Asma Daher, born in Utah within weeks of her Somali mother arriving from a refugee camp.
5: This land gave me all these opportunities to get a higher education, to really solidify my identities, and I really appreciate that.
8: Are you going to go to college?
4: Yeah. She's on track for a degree in public Uh, health and volunteers with newly arrived refugees in Salt Lake.
5: I want to lend a hand and help my brothers and sisters become successful the way I have.
4: Despite Utah's open arms policy, refugee resettlements in the state are now about a third of what they were, in the Obama administration. Now to Paris, where for the first Christmas since the French Revolution, Notre Dame Cathedral will be silent. The building is still closed to the public. Cleanup and repairs from the April fire will take years to complete. MTS Tayyip reports from Paris. A
6: hymn of happiness sung with sorrow. For the first time in over two centuries, Notre Dame's choir has a temporary home in a nearby church after Christmas at the cathedral was cancelled.
7: To think that I was ill last Christmas and I missed Christmas in Notre Dame, thinking that I would go again this year with no problem. And yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, I can't believe I'm not going to do Christmas.
6: Following the devastating fire back in April, it quickly became clear it would be a long time before Christmas could be celebrated there again. The only other time Midnight Mass was cancelled was during the French Revolution of 1789. Not even during World War I and II did Notre Dame shut completely. But France's government is confident services will resume again by 2025, despite the collapse of the lead roof and wooden steeple. In the grand scheme of things, five or six years of renovation doesn't seem like a huge amount of time for a cathedral that's 855 years old. But reconstruction experts say it'll likely take longer. Brazilian student Eduardo Barea, who lives in Paris, hopes worshippers use the time to reconnect with God elsewhere.
7: People are trying to reconstruct and give everything to rebuild it. And it's maybe the opportunity to go to other churches and to uh, rebuild your faith.
6: Something Notre Dame's choir and congregation are doing until they can return to their spiritual home. MPSI, CBS News, Paris.
4: A fallen soldier will be flown home tomorrow, Christmas Day. Sergeant First Class Michael Goble was killed yesterday by a roadside bomb in Afghanistan. Goebel, a 33-year-old Green Beret from New Jersey, was on his fourth tour of duty, and he was due home in less than a month. He is the 20th American to die in Afghanistan this year. A GoFundMe page has raised more than $50,000 for his family. The U.S. military has some of the best musicians in the world. The Navy band just held its annual holiday show right here in the nation's capital, and Paula Reed got to meet some of the players.
5: aren't your typical sailors and this is not your typical band the navy band has been around informally almost as long as the navy serving through song at presidential inaugurations funerals and other government functions captain ken collins is the band's commander
9: the most rewarding thing for me honestly is Getting the opportunity to work with these outstanding individuals.
5: Musician first class Chelsea Vanderpoel is one of those faces. Chelsea, there's easier ways to join a band. Yeah. Boot camp?
7: I was really terrified to go to boot camp, so I also trained a lot.
5: The band's 170 members and its 11 ensembles perform more than 1,300 shows per year all around the globe.
10: It
5: was my first year. We learned a Japanese piece, we had
7: selected a song that was written in honor of those that they lost in the giant tsunami in 2011. And they came up to us and they shake our hands afterwards, through broken English, they're they're thanking us for honoring them. We shared an experience, established good faith, and we just, we created a relationship.
5: Paula Reed, CBS News, Washington.
4: The president of Ecuador has declared an emergency in the Galapagos Islands. Sunday, a barge carrying 600 gallons of diesel fuel toppled into the port's waters. Ecuador's Coast Guard has been trying to clean it up. The spill threatened the island's fragile ecosystem, best remembered as the place where Charles Darwin devised his theory of evolution. In Milwaukee, a bus driver heading back to the garage last week came upon two travelers that appeared a bit cold and lost
1: you too. You need to go home. Right
4: now. Jamie Grabowski, who calls herself a dog whisperer, shooed the dogs inside her bus, the pit bull and Doberman Pinscher, with tails wagging, happily obeyed. And we're happy to tell you they've since been reunited with their grateful owners. Now a tale of two photos. The Christmas card from Harry and Meghan, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, features seven-month-old Archie front and center. Royal watchers will note there is no picture of Harry's family in the official photo of Queen Elizabeth from her upcoming Christmas address. But there is one of Prince William, Kate, and their children. For some, the holiday season begins with picking out a Christmas tree. And one Oregon community showed a Christmas tree farmer what this season is really all about. Here is Mark Strassman. Year after year in Medford,
9: Oregon... The warmth of Christmas begins at the Yucca Tree Farm. Oh,
10: okay,
9: there you go. 76-year-old Larry Ryerson owns the farm. His kindness is the ornament that comes with every tree. They say this is their tradition, and we're here for their tradition.
7: Whenever we go there, you know, Larry's there giving us a big hug. Hey, how are you?
9: Ask the herd family. When you go there and you get a tree, you know that it's been taken care of and, and it's personal. But this year, Larry Ryerson was the person who needed to be taken care of. His house burned down on July 4th. Well, I lost all my farm equipment, all the treat farm stuff. and You were thinking, what am I going to do? Yeah, now? yeah. I, true, we're done. <laughs> we're done, yeah. But this community wasn't going to let that happen. He's a personal friend.
5: I've known Larry pretty much my whole life.
10: It's just kind of a family deal.
9: They gathered around the Christmas tree farmer donating four-wheelers, generators, and bow saws.
10: He had enough
3: friends that we were going to get together and, and make it happen.
9: Ryerson sold 900 trees the first weekend. The response was just just tremendous. And a lot of friends and relatives. And no one. You touched a lot of families over the years, and, and they wanted to help. I don't know how to repay them. He already has. His trees will greet them once again on Christmas morning. Mark Strassman, CBS News, Medford, Oregon.
4: Echoes of "It's a Wonderful Life." On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, we travel to a place called Santa's hometown to discover how climate change is threatening a symbol of Christmas: the reindeer. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm Major Garrett. From all of us at CBS News, please have a safe and very Merry Christmas. We leave you with the sights and the sounds of Manger Square in Bethlehem. Good night.
0: If you enjoy tuning in to the CBS Evening News, there are official T-shirts, hats, mugs, and more available for purchase at ParamountShop.com. These products are perfect for any fan of Evening News, and you can take 20% off with code EVENING20. That's 20% off all CBS Evening News products with code EVENING20 at ParamountShop.com.
10: Hi, it's Stephen Colbert.